All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you see Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only To the line, Hughes scores! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you as always by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at Zephyr Epic. If you choose to visit ZephyrEpic.com, that is Z E P H Y R Epic.com, you can enjoy free shipping Canada wide on any order over $50. But alternatively, if you want to go in store, that promo code is still Beautiful, valid. Man. Beautiful retail location located out in Surrey, British Columbia. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs. Be sure to go check them out online as well on all of their social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. Zephyr Epic has got you covered. We've got some packs. We said it doesn't, no. Can we get back to that back cam for a second there, Aaron? Okay. It doesn't look that bright. But it's something about the clouds and the right amount of light that's hitting here. No, that's just me. That's not people don't want this. Well, you're throwing Aaron off here. I know, well, I know. Just, it's, oh, it's my you, bad. you know, just me switch? here, just me, and now just me in this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, there it is. It's not that bright out, but it's hit. It's something. I don't know. There's some sort of light reflecting into my eyes here a little bit. That's getting. It's got my eyes a little bit feeling it here. Um, let's get to some packs here from Zephyr. Call that the sun. No, but it's where's the sun? Like, literally right to your left. Right to my left. Look at the shadow. How can you not figure it out? Look at the shadow of the building. Yeah, that's right. Okay. okay. Get to the cards here. We got a good, couple good packs here. Okay. Aaron's giving us excuses in the chat. Yeah, we threw him up there. Um, all right, I'm going to rip mine first and see what excuses. we can get here. See what we can get. Oh, I got uh, a weird. I didn't shape, even but... intro us. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, my name's David Guadrelli, and I prepared the outline for the show today, and it says, No nonsense. Off the top, my co-host, as always, is the man who built the place, Chris Faber, our technical producer, who is being severely mistreated. I wouldn't be surprised if he left the show in a week or two Ooh. because of your mistreatment. No, he isn't. Aaron Bordado, name you can trust. What are you talking about? Look at this card I just pulled here. A David Yerichek 2022-2023 rookie card, and it's got the rounded edges on the corner. I feel like this is a good one here. Wow. Year check. And it's, oh, it's numbered, too. I didn't even see that. What's it? Whoa. 32 Whoa. out of 250. Wow. Hey, that's, that's my first. That's a nice-looking uh, card. I haven't pulled a numbered card in, uh, in a Remember long Remember when we time. got that one of one Ooh. of, like, what was that guy's name? It was I think it was Vitaly Abramov out of it, the yeah. Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. rookie card, 101. Yeah. This one is uh, interesting. What 32. beautiful looking cards! I here. love when you get uh, when you get yourself a nice little uh, numbered card. Curtis Lazar got a Curtis Lazar. Uh, Man, what good packs! We got some good opening. ones today. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this series. It's the twenty two twenty three hockey extended series by mm-hmm. Upper Deck. They got some new young guns in there as well. So be sure to go pick yourself up a pack. I got one here of a goaltender from San Jose named Itu Makanyemi. Nice. Young Beautiful good. looking card. That's my okay. insert. Okay, uh, that's enough. If you want to go rip some hockey cards of your own, be sure to go visit ZephyrEpic.com. Lots of stuff to get to today. What the hell are you doing? Trying to make it look like I'm wearing the claw because I'm going BC Lions on Friday. <clears throat> I'll be there with my claw. Cheering them on. Friday night. Saskatchewan's in town. You, uh, the greens are coming out. So quickly, we said no nonsense, but... We went to a Lions game at the same time. I was in the upper bowl. You were in the lower bowl. We were across the stadium. And I was with my girlfriend. And she said, where's Chris? And I was like, he's down there somewhere. And we were looking. And we just see this guy with his foam claw. The biggest guy in the stadium with a foam claw. I'll say this. You see me at a BC Lions game. You know I love to talk to people listening to the show. You see me at a BC Lions game. 
that's where I let loose. Okay, so like, be careful coming up to coming up to talk to me at BC Lions games. So I'm letting loose at those games. I'll be out there Friday night, seven thirty. Good folks there at the BC Lions. I'm working on getting a jersey. I want a jersey really bad. The jersey, the BC Lions jersey's there. Go buy gorgeous. one. <laughs> what do you mean you're working well, on? Well, I'm working, you're working on, on it. You're working on being given one for free, is what you meant to say. That's what I said. I said, what do I got to do to get me a jersey here? I want a BC Lions jersey, man. But they're good folks over card? there. They're going to be listening. Yeah, I've heard of a credit card. I hear about it every day from my fiance here. I got to stop hey using no. it so much. Hey, no. Okay. Let's busy, go. We got lots show. of stuff today. No yes. more screwing around. You're always taking us off track. Vasily Pod Colson. Okay. I just wrote about it at Canucks Army. Um, I'm starting to get the the impression here of just kind of looking at the forward depth on the wings. If Pod Colson's not going to be like JT Miller or Elias Pettersson's winger, to me, he's got to get down to the AHL. Okay, like he's got to get down to the AHL, play a ton of minutes. I just think it's a much better position for him to be in development. And I mentioned this to you last night. This guy's been like a pro for about four years. Two of those years in Russia, you can basically write off those years for development. He was with Ska. Ska won't even play Matvey Michkov, who's scoring like a point per game right now in the KHL because he's loaned to a different team. They won't even play this guy. They obviously didn't play Vasily Podkols in more than you know, 6 to 11 minutes was like the, the high end for a game for him. So those two years of development, you can throw them out the window. That rookie season in the NHL, pretty good. 14 goals, 12 assists. Played a lot with Elias Pettersson. His most uh, consistent line mate, Elias Pettersson in his rookie year. Bet you didn't know that, Quads. Um, but last year, takes a little bit of a step back, a big step back, really. I think you could say three goals, four assists on the year. And now we're sitting in this spot where the coach obviously really likes Vasily Podkoles. Mm-hmm. Every coach that has Vasily Pod Colson as one of their players, they love this kid. They love Vasily Pod Colson. He's a coach's dream. He's out there. How often do we see the last guy on the ice? Mm-hmm. Vasily Pod Colson. And he'll stay out there with coaches. He'll stay out there with goaltenders. He's out there early. He's out there late. He's working so hard, but I think the talk around the market right now is how much is he just in his own head? And I think it's it's fine to just clear the slate, get him down in the AHL. Put him down there in that lineup on the first line, on the first power play unit, on the first penalty kill unit. And when I look at Pod Colson in the AHL, to me, he's like head and shoulders above everyone else, right? Like if you were to just put Pod Colson down there right now, I don't care how the AHL, NHL lineup shape out. Pod Colson's head and shoulders above the rest of those guys in terms of like skilled right now, as well as what you hope they can get to with their potential. So he's going to get all the opportunities. And the other thing I thought of, Jeremy Colleton, he's getting a little bit of hype. A little bit of hype. Last year, he started to get some hype with the Abbotsford Canucks. You would think he'd like to get back in the NHL at some point. Every coach wants to be in the NHL. This would be a very good opportunity. This is a player who coaches love, a player who listens to everything the coach has said. This is a great opportunity for Jeremy Colleton to kind of build on his resume as well. I just think Hod Colson going to the AHL, as much as it feels like a step back, it's almost like the when you take a step back with a slingshot, mm-hmm. right? Because he's going to be further up, and I just think his development hasn't been hasn't been just utilized correctly. And he's not at the level of a Quinn Hughes or Elias Pettersson who steps right in and doesn't really matter about their development. They could, you know, Quinn Hughes is in the NCAA. Elias Pettersson was in the SHL. They played well at that spot. Pod Colson didn't play well in the KHL except for that playoff run at the very end of his KHL career when he actually got to play. Exactly, played well in his rookie season. I just think that man. This, this guy hasn't really been given the chance to develop. So really what do you say to a fan who asks you, Chris, as the prospect guy, okay, well, what the hell was he doing in the AHL last year? Like, you're talking about him needing to go down and get this development time. What happened last year? He looked great in the AHL last year. He was physical. 
He was shooting the puck. So, so sorry, sorry. To preface the question a bit better. Okay, so what is he going to do down there that is actually going to turn him into an NHL player? Reps. Reps, Just reps, more reps, reps, okay. reps, reps, reps on the power play, reps shooting the puck, reps feeling confident with the puck on your stick at times. Think about when you're playing 11 minutes a night in the NHL. How often are you touching the puck in 11 minutes? Mm-hmm. You're right. Five times? Mm-hmm. Maybe. If you're if you're like the guy, if you're the defenseman who's moving the puck out, maybe 12 times in those 11 minutes. But like as a winger, maybe you're getting like a, a pair of possessions in an offensive zone shift. And then maybe there are times in the defensive zone where you're not even touching the puck. Yeah. You go down to the AHL, you're playing top pair, you're killing penalties, your power play, you got the puck on your stick for multiple minutes every game. You're just not getting that in a fourth line role. And Pod Colson, the talk is, man, he's in his own head a little bit, right? Yep. Like he's there. What did what did Rick Tockett say? What did Rick Tockett say? He wants to let it hang? Let it hang. There's no better spot to let it hang than Abbotsford, baby. Okay, you go down to Abbotsford, you let it hang, and that's the thing. As the guy who's down there in Abbotsford, everybody around him is going to be looking at Pod Coles and thinking, damn, like this guy's an NHLer, right? Like we want this guy to be the one leading us. We want him to be a guy that a player like Danila Klimovich looks at and says, oh, I got to learn certain things from Vasily Pod Coles. And you get that leadership quality back in Pod Coles' game, I think that's how he thrives. I never saw him play better. Than I did at the World Juniors, right? Like how much how much effort he was giving in, how much of a leader he was looked towards from that Russian team in the World Juniors. I just think he's got to get back to that point where there are some high expectations for him. I like that. I like him having to be challenged a little bit. I don't think the right challenge is coming at the NHL this year. For him to develop and grow his game, there's going to be a lot that's expected of him when he goes to the AHL. And I like him having those expectations behind him. So I'm wrong. I think Pod Colson going down to the A is the right move here, and I know it's 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 not what everyone wants to hear. We all want Pod Colson to be the top six winger with JT Miller, all this exciting stuff. But they also you need certain prospects to have some legitimate development. They're not all Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson, and I think Vancouver has been lucky. I mean, you saw the way yep. Brock Besser came in. These type of rookies that are just so exciting, they're not all like that. But you, you... don't want him to be on the other end of the spectrum of the Ole Levies and the Jake Vertanens, and, I mean, there's a lot of different circumstances there. But you just need to find, like, the middle ground. I think that's the thing that Canucks fans have seen with their first-round picks. It's boomer bust, right, with a lot of these guys. And I think that's the situation with Pod Colson is he's, he's not a boomer bust. There's a lot of NHL teams around the league that would take Pod Colson on their fourth line right now. A lot of teams. But that's not where you want him to peak. You want him to peak as a top-six contributor or a very, a very successful bottom-six role player. Like, he's got all the traits in the world to do it. It just feels like he's just got to get a reset. And I think the AHL is the right spot there. You were at the skate yesterday, Tuesday. We're recording this on Wednesday, of course. You were out at the skate at UBC on Tuesday. We saw some line rushes there. And in the spot that has been held by Vasily Podkolzin for all of training camp and so up to this point was Phil DiGiuseppe on JT Miller and Brock Besser's wing. You have to view... At this point, you have to view Di Giuseppe as kind of the guy whose spot that was to lose. And hey, on the first day of camp and all throughout camp, it looked like he had already lost it. Like, it looks like he was penciled in. Um, the way I read into this is that Pod Colson was given the opportunity to mm. try to go earn that spot, and he just has not done enough yet. Maybe there's more he can do. I, he's going to get another preseason game. He's not getting sent down tomorrow. Oh, no, no. And I don't want to make this sound like we're calling for him to get sent down. Well, you are in a way, but you're, you're coming from a positive perspective. Like you're trying to say, this is the best thing for him. My focus here. We got the line rushes on the screen. Thank you to our producer, Aaron there. Um, 
Phil DiGiuseppe in that spot is a spot that he's comfortable in. It's a spot where Tockett is comfortable putting him in. And we have the audio here of Tockett speaking about Vasily Podkolzin and Dakota Joshua. And I just think of the meme of Gordon Ramsay speaking to kids compared to adults oh, yeah. with how Rick Tockett spoke about Vasily Podkolzin and Dakota Joshua. We dial that in. I think sometimes take a step back, let him, you know, and, you know, Dakota, you know, he's got to pick it up. You know, that's quite frankly, you know, I'm not going to get into some other factors, but he has to, he's got to try to win a job. Their job's not there. There's guys breathing down that want jobs. And whether it's a message or not, he's, you know, and it's, there's a lot of other factors that I'm not going to get into, but yeah, he's got to pick it up. So, a lot of factors, but the main one being that at the end of the day, Tockett hasn't been impressed with Dakota Joshua enough to put him in that main group. He was asked by Patrick Johnson, our pal, if that was a message, and that was his response. Was that with Pod Colson? No, not so much a message. He's working his butt off. Uh, we, he's doing the right things, but we he's just got to, you know, what he said there. You just got to kind of slow down a little bit, and that's always been kind of the message that we've heard associated with Silly Pod Colson is you just need to relax. You need to let it hang. You brought it up earlier. You need to let it hang. And for Joshua, it was a very different message. For Joshua, it was, hey, it's time to step up. Like, it is time to step up. So my question for you, Chris, is what does all this mean for Dakota Joshua? Like, is Dakota Joshua going to be going down to the AHL? I mean, I don't see that happening. Unless... Vasily Pod Colson does, and I'm listen. I just talked all this stuff about the AHL. I, I still think it's very possible he starts in the NHL. I'm not the GM. I'm not making all the decisions here. If Joshua struggles through preseason, like he's got, he's a player that yeah, he's got to earn a spot on the NHL roster, right? There's so many wingers here that want that job. We know how the coach thinks about Phil DiGiuseppe. We know how the coach kind of looks at his wingers and says, okay, Bavillier's got to play, Rock Besser's got to play. You know, obviously, Kuzmenko's got to play. There, there are certain wingers that are obviously going to be in the lineup. Joshua's still on the bubble. Jack Studnika's been playing his ass off in practice. I'm curious to see what he looks like in a game where the team isn't completely lopsided in talent level. Because Jack, Jack Studnika's, he's been impressive. Like I, I don't want to buy too much into the, you know, I call it the Will Lockwood effect that we've seen mm-hmm. over the past years. Like, Will Lockwood's going to make the team this year, man. Look at this training camp he's having. Jackson Nika's kind of stealing that role a little bit. He's skating hard. He battle drills, nobody's going harder than him. No one's giving a higher effort level. I saw him uh, working with JT Miller yesterday after practice as well. Miller kind of showing him some – I guess he was showing him how to give, give guy the elbow while you're leaning on guys in the corner. A couple little things like that. And, and, and you know, Studnika was on that main skate yesterday at practice. So I'm curious to see. I think he's one that – you know, we saw Jack Rathbone play in every single preseason game last year. It wouldn't shock me to see Jack Studnika be the guy if in I'm, that position. If I'm Dakota Joshua – I'm looking at the way that Sudnika has come in, been that buzzsaw energy guy that we heard Tockett speak Changing about. Changing game a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, and, and remember at the end of last year, Chris, when we spoke with Rick Tockett about you know players that have come to you and stuff, and he said that Sudnika came to him and said, yeah, okay, I need to see more video, and like, why am I not getting into the lineup type thing? And Tockett, you know, Tockett said that he made the mistake of not really coaching Stanika enough so right. basically what talk it said was that hey I really uh, gave him some stuff over the offseason and it looks like Stanika's taken all that to heart and come in with a vengeance into training camp if I'm Dakota Joshua I am begging to get into one of these games and I'm getting back to basics so let's not forget that that's how Dakota Joshua first won a job in the NHL with the Canucks and it is also how Dakota Joshua really got in Rick Tockett's good books yep. last year how many times do we hear 
talk it, speak about North South, and immediately bring up Joshua or DiGiuseppe. A lot. A lot. It pays your mortgage. It feels like, to some extent, that Joshua has kind of gotten away from that a Mm. little bit through this training camp. And I don't want to read too much into training camp. Getting comfortable. And into preseason. Maybe getting a little comfortable. I don't think that that's a fair thing for us to throw out. But I think when you look at what Tockett's said yesterday, the clip we just heard, mm. yeah, that, that reads like a coach who's thinking, yeah, you know what? This guy came in a little too comfortable, and he needs to know that there are guys breathing down his neck for that job, and it's not his job. Like, he basically said exactly that, that this is not Dakota Joshua's job, and he needs to earn it if he's going to get it. So Yeah, there's guys pushing for it, right? Like, you know, Sheldon Dries is going to work his ass off. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see, like, Sheldon Drys be a guy who wants to, like, drop the gloves here in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, these type of players are going to try and make an impact in these preseason games. And, man, it's going to be about who sticks out the most and who can bring the most to, like, a fourth line. Right? These guys aren't – they don't need to be the top six players. You know, there's certain guys that are battling for that spot. There are certain guys that are battling for just a spot in the lineup. You look at Joshua. You look at Stunnika. You look at Drys. You look at Arshdeep Baines, he's in the conversation. What if Arshdeep Baines comes out and has a hell of a game tonight if he's playing in Edmonton? By the way, we don't have the roster yet, uh, but Canucks in Edmonton tonight, it is, it is a game that is broadcasted on uh, the old uh, the old SN there, the old Sportsnet. You can watch that. I, uh, I put it in scenes for Morning Skate today, but the mm. Oilers are rolling with their regular top six. Oh, God. And yeah, they're going to, look, the regular top six means that they also have the personnel that made up the league's best power play last year. So, hey, Good point. I'm hoping the Canucks sent their new penalty killers to Edmonton for this game because Ooh. it's going to be ugly if yeah. not. And from what we kind of re- read into it and what Talkett spoke about yesterday in terms of sending one NHL lineup to. Edmonton and one to Seattle. I think you're going to see one top six line and one bottom six line kind of make the first two lines in each game. And then the rest of the guys, as Taka called them, the other guys will fill out the rest of the lineup. So tonight I'd say it's probably going to be JT Miller, Phil DiGiuseppe, and Brock Besser. Yep. Tomorrow night in Seattle, I would think it's Pedersen, maybe Mikheyev. No, Mikheyev's probably not ready. But Pedersen, Hoaglander, and Kuzmenko as the Canucks' first line. And then you're going to see either the Suter line or the Bluger line go down uh, you know who I think and make up the second tonight. line in both and, of those games. And we don't have any information on this yet, but I expect either tonight or tomorrow to see that Quinn Hughes-Colmick-Ward pairing get a shot. I, I would love to see that. I think we're going to see that. I would love to see that. And I'm curious to see. I wonder if any player is in a spot right now where Rick Tockett will play him on back-to-back nights as well with Seattle That's tomorrow. Okay, easy. With Seattle tomorrow, Edmonton tonight, which would be the one player that you would think plays in both? Because I would say, I would say it is Dakota Joshua. I was just going to say Dakota Joshua. With something to prove, and after hearing his coach talk about him like that in the media, I'd be like, "Listen, coach, I want to prove it in these next two days. Like, let me work my ass off back to back days here and show you that I can do this." So, uh, yeah, I, I think tonight's going to be. Uh, it's good to watch Canucks hockey again, but like, uh, I feel like I said that on uh, Sunday. I was texting I, with you, and then we uh, saw ten nothing loss. So maybe it wasn't. I also great. don't think we're going to see pl- anyone from tonight's game play in tomorrow's game. I don't think that's going to happen. Nobody, yeah. Well, I don't think so because you're asking to fly what five, maybe six players from Edmonton to Seattle, and then fly the rest of them from Edmonton to and Vancouver. They, they have enough players to make up two rosters. Yeah, and I, I think I, I honestly, I, that's just that's my read on the situation. Is no player is going to play in both games. 
Um, which, hey, I'd, I'd like to see Casey DeSmith get a start. Yep. I'd like to see... Uh, Probably will. Yeah, Thatcher Demko get the other start. Um, we do know that games four through six, we are going to see an NHL lineup. Basically. And all home games for the Canucks through the, the second half of the preseason as well. And listen, when, when you play a home preseason game, that's when you, you give your fans something to watch. You're yeah. going to win most of those games. That's why like records don't really matter in the preseason in the NHL because it's, it's all about the lineups. Right? I'm just going to point out we all said that last year when they had a bad preseason sure. and they started the season seven straight losses. Sure. So it matters a little bit. Yeah, it matters they, a little bit. That's what we say. If they lose, you know, if they lose seven nothing tonight, it's gonna be like, damn, man! Like, what are we doing here? No, right? if they like, get if they get blown out again tonight, it's it's not. Oh well, Edmonton had a better lineup. Edmonton's gonna have a better lineup all season long with those guys that they're playing against tonight. Right. You're sending one of your top six lines, and you're sending one of your bottom six lines. Edmonton's not rolling all four of their NHL lines. They are just rolling with their top six as their two top lines. So yes, they have a better top six, but would you not want? the third or fourth line on the Canucks to be able to at least tread water yeah, against Edmonton's top six. Don't have a goal for against of like five nothing. Yeah, exactly. The third line, like, man, like, listen, McDavid's going to get his, but like limit him to like three. Yeah, right? if you get blown out, that's not a complete non-story. Like, mm. if you get blown out tonight and you're the Canucks, and look, this sounds negative, but I'm just saying, just getting in front of it, that if people come in and say, oh, well, you know, they dressed their top six. Okay, they're also going to do that every game during the season. And the only difference is that you're going to have Elias Pettersson or JT Miller or whoever it is that goes. That Look, I know those guys are difference makers, but it's not a complete non-story if they get blown out again. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I don't if, think they're going to If, I, blown if out. I gave you the magic powers quads to give one player an opportunity to just like have the best game of his like best game of his life tonight. Any player on the whole Canucks roster tonight in Edmonton, the best game they've ever had. Who would you pick? Who, who would you like to see it from? Vasily Puck Colson, man. Is that the guy? Absolutely. Like, Vasily Puck Colson's a good dude. That's mm. the thing. We talk about him going to the AHL, all this stuff. I would love to see Vasily Puck Colson find some success. Mm. I would love for him to go out, score two goals in the opening 10 minutes, and talk and say, wow, this guy's having the best game of his life. Letting it he hang. needs to go back with JT Miller and the rest of the game. JT Miller, Brock Besser, and Vasily Puck Colson is your second line. Puck Colson earns his spot back in 10 minutes. Oh. Scores a double hat trick. Oh, oh, you know. Oh. Gordy Howe hat trick as well. Target likes those. Yep. You know that NHL leader in Gordy Howe hat tricks. Yeah, yeah. Sleep by Colson. If if I if I had the magic powers, which I don't, mm. Sleep by Colson would have the best game of his let life. Me get, let me give you mine. Arshdeep Baines. Arshdeep Baines goes out there. He shuts down Connor McDavid's line. Scores a goal. I like it. I'm on, I'm not going to say he wins the the goal battle. Let's say he t- you know gets scored on twice, scores one of his own. Uh, you, you're going to lose that battle against McDavid every night. But not if he I has want, the best game of I his think life. After after Archie Bames didn't play in game one of the preseason, I expect him here in game two. I expect to see Archie yeah. Bames get an opportunity, and I'm curious to see how many NHLers, if any, is he skating with on a line. Do Pull that lineup back up here, Aaron. Do we um, see Baines hop into a lineup and get a chance to play with some NHLers? I'm, I don't. No, I think he's more with the. But I can very, I could very easily see. Hey, listen, like Atu Ratu at center with Joshua and Baines on the wing. Yeah, and it's like, hey, y'all better work. You got a big bodied line here. Get those boys to work, and then I think that's going to be important tonight. I really think the effort level is something like, hey, maybe you're not going to be able to outskill this Oilers team. I can almost guarantee you won't be on uh, tonight's preseason game, but you cannot let the work ethic be something that's challenged by the coaching staff. And speaking of that coaching staff. Want to dive into our next topic here? Can I, can I quickly just give... I'm going to predict Man, what the, the lineup f- is. The freaking transition I just put in there, too. It's is, good, uh, it's good, it's good. I know, but can yeah, I predict whatever. the lineup? Yeah, go for it. First line, J.C. Miller, Phil DiGiuseppe, Brock Besser. Second line, 
Teddy Bluger. Oh. Yeah. Arshdeep Baines. Like it. Can we pull the forward lines? There they are. Why? And Jack Studnika. Really? Yep. And I think Neil Zoman will probably be in the bottom six as well. Okay. But I think I think you're looking at it. And then in game two, I think in Seattle, you're going to see Pedersen, Hoaglander, Kuzmenko, Pia Suter, Anthony Beauvillier, and Connor Garland. Or, I don't know, knowing that Edmonton's going with their top six tonight, do you send Suter, Garland, Beauvillier? I know this has already been made. I think that we will see a much better lineup tomorrow against Seattle just because the travel's a little bit less. I think it's going to be pretty equal, actually. No? I think okay. you're going to see one top six and one bottom six line. Well, I think you're wrong. I think tomorrow's the day. No. I, I, I genuinely think it's going to be one top six and one top six in each. One bottom six, one bottom six from the lines that we saw yesterday. And I, I, I hope we see a Hughes McWard tonight. I think that'd be great. I think we did hear that uh, one of our contributors at Canucks Army saw Patterson skating this morning in Vancouver yes, as well. Which would so, indicate that he's staying and will be in Seattle tomorrow. Kind of expecting tomorrow. him in Seattle instead. Yeah. Um, Insiders. Got him everywhere. Let's dive right. into the coaching staff. So I want, I saw this video uh, from the Spit and Chicklets folks. Uh, Kevin Bieksa was on the show. Mm-hmm. Let's play the video and just kind of react to it because I, I did. This is something we've touched on throughout the offseason, but it's nice to hear it from Bieksa, honestly. Like, a, he's, he's a very well spoken former player who's experienced the Vancouver market firsthand. And I, I thought this quote was interesting in this uh, him talking about the coaching staff. So let's get this up here, Aaron. Let's run the uh, Kevin Bieksa quotes uh, about the Canucks coaching staff. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Put him out. You got Sergei Gonchar, and apparently it's going to be the Sedin brothers helping with the power play. Like, how do you think that collective like help from that coaching staff will amplify the group? It'll be unbelievable. Again, if you're a guy in that locker room on that team, how do you not listen to these voices? These guys are Hall of Famers, like Olympians, All Stars. Like, you got everything. The Sedin's kind of started getting onto the ice more and more last year. They were showing some of these guys things that, like, talking with Chris Higgins that works for the team. He's like, he's showing these kids something. Where like, I'm. Still learning. Like Higgins has been retired now, and Sedins are showing him something like on the wall how to like counter pinch a defenseman, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like that is so smart. Like what an asset. And then 
Adam Foot, like I got to know Footer uh, a bunch because we kind of both worked for my agent. And he's another guy. He's got all these little like old school tricks. Yeah, like butt ending a guy in the spleen. Yeah, but a little bit more subtle than that. Oh, okay. But just something simple like like when you make a pass, your first step after you make your pass is recover to the middle. So you make your pass wherever it is in the D zone. First step is recovering the middle. Like just little tips like that, that some of these young guys aren't taught at a young age. And I don't think there's as much teaching anymore of like how the game is played and structure. I think it's more like skill development. To have guys like that, I think is going to be huge for them. And we've seen that structure, that teaching, all the education we've heard Talkit speak about, and players too. Players are saying the same thing. We have a video as well. This is literally a day after BX has said all this. The Canucks social team, shout out to them, because Mm. they posted a video of Akito Hirose picking up some tricks from Adam Foote. Mike Yo was there too, but the focus was on Adam Foote, who was one of the game's best defensemen, giving Akito Hirose just the little tips that you just wouldn't think of if you're not Adam Foote. Line, and, and, and he's shifty. Sometimes I trick him and I stop and take a step exactly. back. That's what I so if I'm going, I don't know what happened, but if it's straight line and I'm like this and I come back and then I go back in, it puts him on pause. Even just kind of like, because you, you, were, you weren't like real, but you, you went all in straight ahead. Yeah, you get caught in that as a D sometimes, especially if you got a real good player you're playing against defending. You, it's a good trick. They put some, not a lot of guys do it. So you got a good player and you're coming in at caught there. Just come in, pretend you're going in, and he loves it. And you stop and come back. Like make him feel the pressure. Yeah, and he comes back and he's like, whoa, sometimes they pass it right to you. I just, I look at Akita Hirose there and he's just like, He's so engaged. Bro, Akito Hirose has not? played NHL 04 and dressed Adam Foot and taken him in fantasy drafts, and now he's picking up little tricks like that. That That is so freaking cool. Like, that is just so cool. I think that's super cool for Akito Hirose. I think that's cool for us two younger guys who saw Adam Foot in the later part of his career, mm-hmm. right? Like, Oh, I saw him in his younger part, too. Yeah, I guess you did, yeah. But, like, that, that is just cool. That... I don't think we need to analyze that any further than that is cool. That is really cool that the Canucks coaching staff is now just filled with, as BX has said, these Olympians, these Hall of Famers, these all-stars, that you're just learning things that you wouldn't learn otherwise. And I like the fact that, so Sergey Gonchar, Adam Foote, they don't have the most coaching experience. The Sedins don't as well. But like Rick Tockett, the leader of the coaching staff, mm. does. Like, he's been coaching for a while now. He's a guy that's made that smooth transition. So it's like he's probably helping the coaches deliver a message to a player. But these coaches that are here and a part of the staff probably have such great messages that they can deliver to the players. It's about how do you get that information from a Adam Foote or a Sergey Gonchar into the players' minds. And I think that's where the difference between development and coaching is. When you're at the level and you're trying to teach a prospect to develop a skill... It's something that I think a lot more people could help with. As you're in a development stage, you can help a little bit easier with these guys and try and teach them little things. But coaching is like, hey, when you're developing a prospect, wins don't matter that much. At this level, now these guys are pros. Now they're just trying to pick up little tricks, and they have their own experience at the NHL level, so how they can execute whatever it is that a player is, is kind of, or one of these guys like Adam Foote or, or Sergey Gonchar, or Mike Yo even, is what teaching these guys. That's the other thing, too. I think it's so cool that they have like an offensive defenseman and a defensive defenseman with Sergey Gonchar and Adam Foote. Like, it's a great little combination. The Russian connection with the Canucks having so many Russians now with Sergey Gonchar just makes so much sense. 
I, I think one of the big takeaways we can take away as a positive thing, and, and I've talked about Abbotsford being a massive positive story for the Vancouver Canucks. The other thing is, like, the staff is now built, right? This is a staff that you feel confident in. And there, it's not just uh, it's not just us saying in Vancouver, like the the spit and chicklets guys, right? Like they're talking about this potentially being like one of the best staffs in the league. Like a lot of people around the league are starting to talk about the potential, at least, for this staff to be so good at teaching their players because they've done so much and won so much, and they've got like the management group to back them up. Like I think that the Canucks are at least in a much better spot to win games because of the staff that they've built around these players. And you can't knock the coaching staff at all. They are in a spot now to be a lot better. How different is it last year when Trent calls the assistant captain? Now you got Adam Foote. Whatever, coach. What I'm saying. Trent calls the assistant coach last year. Now you got Adam Foote and Sergey Gonchar. I mean, a little bit of an upgrade there in my opinion. What are you doing over there? TikToking? The YouTube live chat. Doesn't look like it to me. I saw a double tap there. Who did what no, are you liking? I'm not liking anything. Okay. I'm on the YouTube live chat. That's okay. all I do. Anything to say about the coaches or what? No, just huh. that it's really cool. Like it's okay. really cool hearing Bexa talk it's about great that analysis. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, you don't need analysis. <laughs> Why are we trying to overanalyze this? This is cool. These guys are learning stuff that they would okay. not otherwise learn. And if you're a player, it's like BX has said, how do you not pay attention or yeah. how do you check out? Like, you can at see any the point? like the look of Akita Hirose's eyes on on a, like, yeah, on a like foot there. It's like he is. You know, every single word that's said is being taken to heart. And I think that's important as well. The, the, the amount of respect that you have for a coach matters. Yeah. And, man, when, when it's Daniel and Henrik running the power play and then it's, you know, one of the skills coaches that's widely regarded as one of the best in Western Canada right now in Yogi Svechkovsky, like, there, there's a lot of respect from the players right now. And I think that's a, that's a certain type of respect that's been earned by what those guys have been able to do at the NHL level or around the NHL. So, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Really excited to announce this. I want to announce it because he tweeted about it. Dave Hall tweeted out, oh, I am thrilled to announce that I will be joining Canucks Army this season, contributing to prospect coverage and everything Canucks. He gave us a shout out, but I'm not going to read that part. I uh, said, can't wait to get going. We are very excited to be adding Dave to the team. Dave Hall uh, joining Canucks Army. And I ma- wanted to make sure we got that in. And uh, <laughs> Rolled Cohen in the chat said, yo, buddy, eyes up there. I'm reading the chat. You enrolled over here. No. Re- I'm reading the chat. And I-, I had stuff that I wanted to bring up from the chat. Everybody's bullying me for reading. All right, what do you got? Sterling Wilson said, after he's done coaching his son, U16, I believe, I could see Juice end up behind a bench somewhere. He's really good on TV, too. Absolutely. You have to think coaching's in the in the cards for Kevin Bieksa You know, Bieksa liked his time in Vancouver. That's right. Imagine that they just have like, be like the like some of the coolest defensemen to like just join the Canucks coaching. Totally unreal. But I do think, man, like, and even like I, I remember was it the Canucks and Cars interview? Uh, I believe where it was like uh, Talkit and Foot were talking, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Rick Talkit told a story about it was like the fifth of July, like day after Fourth of July, and we we all know what Fourth of July is like in the states. Good luck waking up the next morning without a hangover. But you know, he's getting videos sent to him, like Rick Talkett is from Adam Foot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the day after 4th of July. And it's like, yeah, like, I mean, at least there's a good feeling about the coaching staff this year. And there was last year because everybody loved Bruce. But I think it's just like a different feeling. It's more of a in line with the organization talking about structure and habits and all these things. They are at least backing it up with the, what they're doing on the ice with that coaching staff. And, man, we were thinking about this yesterday at the rink. We're like, there's eight coaches on the ice right now. 
right? Like eight coaches mm-hmm. on the ice. There were times last year where we would see two coaches on the ice early on in the season with the Boudreaux group. Like, I mean, like, it makes a difference, man. It really does make a difference. It's, it's more professional. It's just run more professional is the best way to say it. That's a very, very good point. That was something that kind of didn't get talked about a lot. Like, man, there was a practice we went to last year when Bruce Boudreaux, and listen, man, love the guy, but, like, there was a practice we went to last year. It was 12 minutes. It was a 12-minute practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're going to see a 12-minute practice this year. And, and I think that's a good change in the way that this team operates. Yeah. Much as I love Bruce. We love Bruce on this great, show. Great guy. Yeah. Okay, I have a question here for you. Who, if you could add anybody to the Canucks coach staff, because you talk about cool defensemen, putting you on the spot here, who would you add to the Canucks defense, the defensive coaching team or whatever? It's a guy I've talked about in the past. It would be Scott Niedemeyer. I love it. I love it. He's that was my here pick. In BC. Yep. Okay. You, you had the correct and answer. I actually don't think it's like that much out of the realm of possibility because his kids are moving on from the BCHL. They're heading to college. He's, you know, he's obviously running things with the, uh, is it Penticton V's? Yeah, Penticton. Yep. Right. So he's out there with the Penticton V's, but like, Hey, I've, we've talked about Scott Niedermeyer on the show coming to the Canucks staff for a long time. And specifically, Coaching Quinn Hughes. But that's the other thing. It's like, you know how Gonchar is kind of only like, he's not full-time, right? I don't know if that's been changed, right? Like, Gonchar is pretty close to full-time, or is mm-hmm. he just, he didn't move to Vancouver yeah, last yeah. year? It'd be, man, you throw that guy in a mix, or even just like an advisor in some type of role with Scott Niedermeyer, I think that's the other addition that I'd love to see. Aaron Bordado in the chat, our producer, mm-hmm. uh, Hitting us with Matthias hey, Oland. That's I, a great pick, too. I like Matthias Oland. Sammy Salo, back friend of the Sweden. show. Back in Sweden. Get Matthias Oland hanging out with DPD out there. Whew. I mean, that's what everyone's hoping DPD becomes, right? And I mean, yeah. that's, it's a high, it's a huge ask, and it probably won't ever happen, but get them hooked up together. Get them chatting. Matthias Oland. Great, great pull by Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, poll question tomorrow. Sounded like you said poll there, so it made me think of it. Poll question will come tomorrow, but today we're talking about Luongo. In the Ring of Honor. It feels like we just had this conversation in November so. when they first announced it. Yeah. But they officially announced the date, December 14th, when the Florida Panthers are in town. I wonder nice. if OEL's tribute video is going to get bounced for the ceremony that they have to do for Luongo. Uh, Luongo will be inducted into the Canucks Ring of Honor. And the first 10,000 fans, we got a photo of this here. First 10,000 fans. Who do you think has, has a, a better, uh, who has a better, like, Return to Vancouver video. Oliver Ekman Larson or Will Lockwood? Will Lockwood's going to, he's coming back too. There's not going to be a video. Oh, that one game Will Lockwood had seven hits you in his debut. You don't need a video for Will, OEL and Will Lockwood. I'm not saying, I'm just joking right now. I'm making a joke of a question here, but Will Lockwood, that first oh, game he excuse played. Me, excuse me. Okay. So you said, you said who would get a better, obviously yeah. Will Lockwood. Yeah. You think so? Undoubtedly. But yeah. Cause it's like, what, yeah. Thank you, Oliver Ekman Larson. It just runs my uh oh OEL tweet video <laughs> of him like really far behind in the the bag skate. <laughs> That's just, horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, I I hope he has success. He had a great first that preseason little, game. That little stretch pass he sent in, yeah, yep. nice, nicely done for OEL. And hey, OEL at two point five million, and you don't have Quinn Hughes playing ahead of him. That's a great defenseman to have on your team. I don't know about that. I'd, I'd have to be proven differently. Okay, maybe that. not great, but two point five million is a lot more stomachable than sure. seven point nine or whatever the Canucks had. Yeah, that's good math there, quads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I think Will Lockwood would have a good one. So the question yeah, around Noah Luongo, Fantillo, Fantillo, what's that? how do you say the Italian version? Fantillo, Fantillo. Because I see, I see the double L sometimes. And my my Spanish roots come out Fantillo. Uh, but uh, Noah Fantillo says uh, OEL definitely scoring on that night. Would not be surprised as well. <laughs> Right? 
Like, uh, or at least like an OEL point shot tipped in by Will Lockwood. Wilt says, can't wait for Lockwood's <laughs> Ring of Honor ceremony. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay so yeah, back I'll track to, you. Back to the Luongo. Luongo. Let's, Let's get, get the bobblehead back, back up here. Bobblehead. Back on the rails. So the bobblehead, 10, 000, first 10,000 fans get into the arena. My girlfriend saw this and said, Ooh. make sure you get me one of those. I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I got uh, one of the bobbleheads right here, actually. From last so how season. did you get that? I, I went to the game. You and I went to this game. <laughs> We, you got one too. <laughs> what? No, I didn't. I yeah, definitely we don't went to own the, that. Or no, we went to the Sedin's retirement one. We I, went to the Jersey retirement before we had jobs. Oh, so this is 1,000 points. So I must have oh, gone to like yeah. the first home game after 1,000 points or something. I just happened to be at the game for it. That do you was think, 2020 when they got their jerseys retired. We had just started podcasting together. Do you think that TD logo is going to be on the bobblehead like it is in the photo? Absolutely. Um, Undoubtedly. His retirement ceremony is brought to you by TD. Because this one I don't think is. This one doesn't have any TD. Anymore. I can't believe they would take corporate dollars like that. Okay, Aaron, let's do Betway. Right, it's not the, let's, everybody got to pay the bills, baby. <laughs> As we get to Betway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. How would you take that money? How could you take, how could you hey, take sponsor money? Today uh, is the first time episode, I believe this is 466. This is the first episode of Canucks Conversation. This is episode 466 where you did the prep today. You yes, wanted, you wanted to learn how to do some prep. Well, yeah. You chose the bet. You did some stuff for yourself. I'm very happy. I was. I got to... the videos in, although I think I screwed up the audio for Aaron there, so my apologies there. The Pod Coles and Talk It quote was cut off a little bit. That was my mistake. Any thought here, Aaron, on that? Did Quad screw this thing up? I definitely screwed it up. Aaron doesn't need to comment. Well, um, everybody, I've got to show everyone what Aaron's wearing as well. Oh, boy, here People are going to love oh, he's, What's Whoa, going on what there? What the hell's going Jeez. on over there? Jeez, I can't see anything. Can't even see. Oh, there oh, he, there is. he is. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. put that away. Get, yeah. get him off the screen, Aaron. <laughs> Oh, it's a Nuge it's jersey. A we like Nuge because uh, North Burnaby, of course. Yeah. And we will have a Burt Cam. Uh, to close out the Ring of Honor talk, he's going to be in the Ring of Honor. A lot of fans bringing up the argument again of, okay, you have three, or you have four Hall of Famers, Hockey Hall of Famers. Three of their four jerseys are going to be retired. You got Burry, the Sedins, and Luong is going to be the only one who doesn't have his jersey retired. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't have a hard enough stance on this. I'm just gonna list out who is in the current Ring of Honor for the Canucks: it's Orland Curtinback, Kirk McLean, Thomas Grudine, Harold Snaps, Pat Quinn, Matthias Olin, and Alex Burrows. Does Luongo deserve to be in that conversation? I think some people would say for his contributions to the Canucks, yeah. And hey, I'm willing to listen to that argument. What's I don't know if I agree double, to it. The double down with the Kirk McLean because they both wore number one. I think that comes I don't into hate the that. They, they did that in uh, Kirk, Montreal listen, with number sixteen. And McLean is around the team all the time. Yeah. You see him at almost every single home game. He's a huge part of the community. I wouldn't have any problem with them doing that together. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. It's just like, how do you pull it off? Like, is I, it more? I would put up two. Two retired number ones. That's, sure, I yeah, wouldn't you don't do like split. Yeah, McLean yeah. slash yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, that yeah, would look yeah. bad. Sure. I would do two separate ones. But of is the it more one. disrespectful to Luongo if you do that? Right? Like, is it more disrespectful? Or if if you're putting him in the Ring of Honor, you're putting him at the same level as Kirk McLean. Actually, just like I happen to just love this debate because I'm not really. Too deep on either side of it. Same here, exactly. Be. I actually love hearing like people debate. How does how does Kirk McLean feel if you retroactively take him out of the Ring of Honor and say, "Yeah, you know what? Because we want to retire Luongo's jersey, we're also retiring yours." Mm. How does he feel about that? Good question. And Luongo played 448 games for the Vancouver Canucks, yeah. and I think that's what some people just think of like the the very good times, and they think, "Oh, he was here for a few seasons." Like, no, eight years, eight separate seasons with the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's done enough and been there enough to have his jersey retired. The numbers are ridiculous. Almost a 920 save percentage over that time with the Canucks and a 2.68 goals against. Got a Burt Cam going for God, the people. God, he was so good. Man. Burt's hiding behind his water bowl. And yes, he has water all day, folks, just to be clear. Luong- Luongo played 76 games for the Vancouver Canucks in the first season he got here. Do you like oh, yeah. that yep. moment of like... Those days are just over. You won't see a goalie play that many games. games That's he insane. He started 73 the next year. Yeah. Wow, man. Unreal. That's yeah. just something that you don't see anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I actually just am kind of just like open to the discussion about it. I like hearing from people that actually give a crap about goaltenders. Like, I like Luongo. He's one of the goalies I actually do like. But uh, I don't know. I don't know the right answer. I think that's what makes it a fun thing to discuss. Exactly. Because there isn't a there right isn't answer. There isn't a right answer. There's like so many little sidebars that you can go to the McLean, the McLean situation. Mm-hmm. Do you put it, do you leave Alex Burroughs as like the only main guy from that group not totally. involved in the 2011 yeah. time? Was he was he a Canuck long enough? So it's like, yeah, it's... Alex Edler, Ring of Honor, I'd say, right? Yes. Like um, one day Alex Edler will be in the Ring of Honor. Yes, like the second best. Hasn't called it a career history. yet. He still wants to, still him, wants to play. Let him play, man. Let Edler cook. If you had the call, if you had the call, mm. Luongo for Ring of Honor or Jersey retired, what would you say? If you're uh, oh. Francesco on line one, he says, "Dave, what are we what are we doing here?" I would say Frankie. Yeah, which is also my brother's name. Yeah. Actually, my brother's name is Francesco, but he goes by Frankie. Anyways, Frankie. Yeah. Retire that number. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Final answer. You know what? Don't ask me to explain why. I would too, but I think it might, and it might like, I think the it depends on how old you are as well, right? Like, I was 18 when the Canucks went to the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals. That mm-hmm. was an unreal experience for me. But I also wasn't here for 94. I wasn't here for 82. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching those games and thinking like, I'm sure Orland Curtinback meant a lot to a lot of Canucks fans yeah, back then. But it's just like different times, you know, and... uh that's another t- like Thomas Gradeen, longtime Canuck. He's been with the organization now forever as Here's a scout. The thing. Like, yeah. how where do you draw the line? But I think it's like this guy's a Hall of Famer in Roberto Luongo. Hall yeah. of Famers, I think, get their jersey retired if they spent the good portion of their career and the best years of their career with that team. I think they just get their jerseys retired. That's the way I would look at it. You can't wear like the Smith. Didn't even it, he, he wasn't even that. a question for him. He said, "I'm not wearing number one, even though he's worn it his whole career. Did I'm not wearing for it for obvious, obvious reasons." reasons. What's the obvious reason? It's not retired. But I get it. No, I, I agree with the Smith. I agree with what he said. But I'm just saying, if if it's going to garner that kind of respect from your own players, that only adds to the argument that it should be retired. I just, Look, I know I'm going to get people on Twitter and be like, you're wrong. I don't know. This young kid over here doesn't get it. All right, uh, so that's our bet way better than Dave. No. <laughs> alternatively, you can't keep retiring numbers when you haven't won anything. That's true. I, I understand and that. And I, I think, at, and you know what? I'm calling Frankie back, and I'm saying don't retire there. Damn, number. yeah. Call yeah. him back. Line Frank, one. sorry. <laughs> Take it all back. See, that's the thing. Like, I, yeah, you can go either way with it, I really think. I'm just, I like when somebody makes a valid point. Add, add a valid point to the yes. conversation here. Yeah, don't just I think scream it can go one both way. Ways. I think it could go both ways either. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. You did a bet today. That's, I don't yeah. know how we got off track Betway, Betway, Betway. I did all the show prep today. I did such a great job. Uh, Betway, 
Nobody does a better job than me. Okay, bet way. Let's go. I got a good I got a good bet. I'm feeling this one. The Houston Astros are in Seattle to face off against the Mariners with both teams' wild card hopes hanging in the balance from Rivaldez, potentially AL Cy Young runner up. I think that's Garrett Cole's award to lose. I think it's his now uh, at this bet stage way. of the season. Framber Valdez's last start against the Royals was the first time he's failed to get out of the sixth inning since August 19th. The Astros need him tonight. Alternatively, the Mariners really need Bryce Miller to do the same for them and give them a bunch of innings. Mariners' bullpen has been struggling lately. They have been relying a lot on their starting pitching to get them out of the sixth inning and into the back half of games. Mm. The bet today... Framber Valdez and Bryce Miller both record 18-plus outs. That means they both get through six innings, folks. $10 bet gets you a $40 return with plus 300 odds over at Betway. Betway, Betway. If you choose to play, please play, play responsibly. You must be 19 or older to play. Mariners' bats have gone cold at the wrong time of the year. They've been relying very heavily on their pitching staff. How many games have got left here in this whole baseball season? Uh, anyways. Five, four, four, four games left. And, and uh, Aaron, pull it up. AL West standings. I'm just kidding. Jeez. We don't have that set up. But it's very close. The AL West is very close. The wild card is very close. I'm not going to keep talking baseball, but it's it's a photo finish. It's going to be a photo finish because right now the Mariners are playing the Astros and then they play the Texas Rangers. So the Mariners are basically going to have to kind of control their own fate. Jays lost to the Yankees yesterday further complicates things. It's getting very interesting. All I know is that both teams need their starting pitchers to shove tonight to keep their so wild Seattle and Houston alive. are battling right in, yes. the, in the West there. Yeah. And then they're both trying to catch the Jays who hold the, no, they don't hold a wild card. Or yeah, they do. They, they hold do. the wild yeah. card. Spot. They don't need to catch the Jays per se. Both Seattle both teams to are fighting Houston. for. Yeah. And not and only that, but tonight. also the AL West is up for grabs too. Still. Like, the Mariners are three games back of the Texas Rangers for the AL West title. If they win tonight and then sweep Texas, they're probably winning the AL West. So they have to win out from here to win the AL West, but that means they're not even in the wildcard conversation. The spot you really want is the third wildcard spot, though, because that means you play the uh, Minnesota Twins, which are a joke of playing in a joke of a uh, division in the AL Central. Like, they have less wins than every team holding a wildcard spot right now. If, if they weren't in the AL Central, what look at Aaron hell? pulling up the standings here. What the if, hell's going on here? If the Minnesota Twins weren't in the AL Central, they would be two games back of the Mariners for one spot away from a wild card spot. They're they're not even close to the playoffs. Well, they're close. But My question about the AL anyways. West is how does it affect the Vancouver Canucks? That's a great point. Well, if the Mariners win, a lot of Canucks fans will be able to drive down and go watch live baseball in the NLDS. I'm too busy. I got no time for that. Okay. We'll close it out there. Yep. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll be, we will also be back on Friday. I will. No, I'm not here Friday. Yes, I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. I'm here Friday. Thursday, Friday. I'll be in. Uh, shout out to Jeff Patterson, who did an exceptional job oh, uh, co-hosting He's a pro, eh? in probably, my chair. Probably done a few podcasts in yeah. his time. I don't see any sprinkles on my seat, so are we sure J-Pat was really here? It's because I vacuum this place all the time. It's uh, I just vacuumed this morning. Nice. Good on you. Okay, we'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Aaron Bordado, my name's Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Woo! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 